0: Welcome to the Made Men podcast. This is your man DB, transformed from trauma victim into a victor of the trauma and your emotional responsive coach. You are now inside the Made Men project, where every Monday we're bringing you an empowering personal message to dismantle society, false sense of masculinity and change the male narrative. Thanks for coming through today. Martin Luther King said, "Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter." My guest today helps corporate dropouts grow the business to 10K per month in 90 days. The founder and brand strategist at the birth of cool, Reggie Mack. Reggie shares his journey that begins in Mississippi and takes him all the way to corporate America in San Francisco, California. And how his personal heroes like Michael Jordan, Denzel Washington, and Miles Davis helped him navigate societies. False sense of masculinity, the rough corporate landscape for African American males, and being a man of character, integrity, and pride. Make sure you share this podcast with others who you think can benefit from it. Just copy and paste the link. Also, remember to subscribe to the Made Man Project and leave us a rating and review. All right, let's get it. Hey, yo, fellas, we we, we, made, men. we made men.
1: We made men. Try to believe that within. I just wanna be a good man. Okay. I know you are, but tell me, you a good man? Tell me you're a good man So many men are being crushed Society told the mans to be tough Yes, you, yes, you are enough I just be a good man I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man Yes, you are a good man Right beside you, I'm right behind you. I know that life could be hard. Right? No, you're not a coward, you got the power for talking about your scars. No, you're not so Let me inspire you, empower you because Society may wanna see you fall. You got another brother to call. So many men are being crushed. Society told the demands to be tough. Yes, you yes, you are enough. Don't pluck. okay. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a Good man. Yes, you are a Good man. Hey, hey I'm here, my brother. I love you. Yes, you guess you are enough. I just want to be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cuz you're a good
0: man. Yes, you are a good man. What's up family? Welcome back to the Main Man Project. I'm your host D Mean today I'm bringing on my good friend Reggie Mack. Reggie's the birth of cool Coaching program has helped dozens of coaches to become sought after thought leaders, attract warm leads, sign high-ticket clients and grow their business to six figures and beyond. Today, Reggie is going to help me dismantle society's false sense of masculinity because so many men are being crushed on the societal demands to be tough, denying the kind of vulnerability, sensitivity, or any internal hurt and pain. It's time to change that narrative. So it's going to be a great show with so many things you guys want to pay attention to. But first, really quickly. If you are a man who knows that you have the potential to do great things, but just not sure how to get from where you are to where you want to be trapped in mental, emotional bondage and being crushed on the self-limiting beliefs and behaviors, it's time to stop struggling with the stress, anxiety, self-doubt, and fear. And look me up on LinkedIn at DBM Powers and send me, send me a message and we'll book you a free no-pitch clarity call so you can learn about me and my team and if and how we can help you master your emotions and begin maximizing your full potential to the highest level of the next 60 days okay my
2: man reggie what's going on brother welcome to the show my man it's, it's i'm glad to be here man it's it's i'm feeling great i'm enjoying it that was a heck of an intro by the
0: way <laughs> oh, thank you brother you well, it's well deserved brother i'm just reading nothing but what you are and who you are brother so my yeah man, man I, yeah i appreciate you being on man
2: it's it's a pleasure it's an absolute pleasure. I hope we can dive into some stuff that that'll help some people
0: today, man. Absolutely, man. So listen, with that said, we're going to jump right into it, brother. So tell me, man, as far as you, you know, when you were a boy, who and what was your example of a man?
2: Um, I mean, obviously the people in your family. Um, I'm a big I'm a big heroes guy too. Like, right. so obviously Michael Jordan was everything. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he just was at the time and he still is. Um you know, uh, just there were so many. I'm I'm a big heroes guy. I mean, even like guys that were not even in my during my time. Muhammad yeah. Ali, yeah. you know, Richard Pryor, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. The, the the list goes on. Obviously, you take the influences from the people that like your parents and family members like too. So Miles Davis, like it, it just goes um. on. But, but still, even even in the, you know my realm, I'm a '90s kid. So, Jim yeah. um Nas, you know, Jay Z, like like those the, those guys, Barry Bonds, you know, Willie yeah. May. But you just yeah. to me, the list the list goes on and on and on. So. Oh, yeah, no, no asterisks next to
0: Barry Bonds, right? No asterisk, right? Just Barry Bonds. We're taking him as he is, right?
2: <laughs> he's yeah. absolutely phenomenal athlete. You know, yeah. he's just a phenomenal athlete. But yeah, I just had so many. But I mean, obviously the one that really stands out for me is is Michael Jordan. Um, yeah. Yeah. He just defined the 90s. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I get it. I'm a, I'm a 90s guy myself, man. And, and, and the thing about it is. I remember the first time I just happened to turn on the TV and it was a baseball game. And I'm from Pennsylvania, originally, Lancaster. Okay. Gotcha. And the game that was on was a Pittsburgh Pirates game. And I had to be about, I think about maybe 10 or 11 or something like that. And, and I was kind of into baseball, but I wasn't. I remember this moment, and you know, exactly. I turned on the TV and I just happened to sit there and see the baseball game. Barry Bonds up the bat and he just smashed a long home run. And that was just something that always stood out to me. That's when I fell in love with Barry Bonds, you know. And this was young Barry Bonds, you know. He
2: did it often.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So being that you had these guys as your heroes and they were the epitome of masculinity and manhood, when you were younger, what did being a man mean to you? Like, what did that represent to you, you know, being a
2: man? Well, I can only take it from my perspective, which is yeah. the black man's perspective. Yeah. And it's a very difficult one, right? Yeah. Because you have, um, I mean, the 90s are interesting because we were really on and popping in the 90s. It's funny because I, I come from, I went to film school. So I come from okay. that. I went to film school at USC. Okay. Um It's interesting because when you look back at television and movies in the 90s, we were killing it. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting my second, my number two. It's Michael Jordan and Denzel Washington. Okay, those those are my two. Denzel, those those are the guys I like, just emulate. Those are my two biggest heroes. But, um, you know, the 90s, we were on and popping. I mean, you think of the amount of black television shows, the amount of black films, Spike Lee, um, we were, we were moving. We were yeah. moving. But so I, I don't know where, when I'm talking about, but what I'll say is as a black man, you kind of have this situation where it's like, you have like this black, like the, the, the hip hop culture, the mm-hmm. like, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, holding it, holding it down. Right. Yeah. Holding it down. Especially when you're from a certain neighborhood, right. <clears throat> you right. got that culture, but then you also got like the more like educational, uh culture right the more mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't know how to describe but less less hip-hop less violence less right, right. free code more like right how do i say what i'll say you know you get what i'm saying yeah, I get right? what you're saying yeah. So yeah you have those two as, as a black man and then you still have like what it means to be just a man in this world so within yeah. the black culture you have the ultra masculine, like, to be cool, I've got to commit crimes, I've, you've got to be yeah. slanging something, you've yeah. got to have something some on your rap sheet to be uh, in that part of the culture. Yeah. And then you have this side, which is a lot less, you see less of this side, but you see this side where it's just like, hey, I'm a gentleman, nice guy, kind of family guy, go to church, do my thing as a Black man. And then you have, as a man, the, the whole umbrella. So what does it mean now to be a man in this world where of all, all the other races, you're at the bottom, <laughs> okay? yeah. right? So yeah. there's that. And I think that that was sort of the, 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 the triangle. And I think it really still is today, right? Mm-hmm. It really still is today. Um, luckily, my biggest heroes, as much as I love Pac, Nas, Biggie, Hove all of them cats, my biggest heroes happen to be the guys who never compromised, the guys who were cool, the guys who really didn't care, like Denzel. Denzel goes to church every Sunday. He would have been, yeah. he said he would have been a pastor if he hadn't been an actor. This is the guy who was in training. Back right, <laughs> right, guy, right, 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 right. Michael Jordan was just like the same thing. He did it his way. He retired the, his fir- the first time because he got bored. He was winning yeah. so much he wanted to try baseball. Yeah. So luckily, those are the guys I look up to the most. But also, there's my other guys too. So that is sort of, yeah. That is that is my my least view of what I had to view of masculinity.
0: Got it, brother. Got it. So share your story a little bit, man. Like from where you are, from, from where you were to where you are now, man. What made you the man you are
2: today? Um, I mean it was a long road. I mean, yeah, most I am I love the the, um quote by um Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry Henry David Thoreau. They said most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Mm. Um and so as a young African-American man, you do you have this stage where you're stuck in the middle of that triangle and you're not sure which direction to go and as the hip-hop culture i'm a big hip-hop guy as it starts to move higher like the problem is some people don't get the hip-hop culture the way they should so some kids see you know, the language and everything in hip hop, and they go out and be criminals and do things like that. What they don't realize is Snoop Dogg has been married to his wife for 20, 30 something years. Snoop Dogg's a grandfather. Snoop Dogg's kids went to UCLA, right? Dr. Dre's daughter with the USC. Dr. Dre teaches a class at USC. So a lot of times they see the culture and they go and take it to a place that, like, that wasn't even what, you know, I think, even today like some kids like that aren't from the streets want to live a street street lifestyle yeah. whereas when Nas dropped the he was trying to get out he was trying to wow. give you an understanding wow. of the world he grew in so i think there was that stage first of like well where do i belong like which one am i and then you, you go to college and you're the only black guy there you go work a job you the only black guy there so now there's that one too again the black man amongst all other men so you start to really like go through, but I think it, there was an eye-opening thing for me and it was realizing like most men are leading lives with quiet desperation, like the ones who are broke Are struggling to figure it out, and they will. uh, Here's the thing: I I shared a video about the hustler's mindset. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because a hustler is always trying to find the next thing to make a few dollars. It's not an abundance mindset. It's not like I have all I need and I'm so happy with what I have. It's I'm always trying to find the next thing. You know what's the next thing? Oh, Bitcoin. Invest, dude. uh, A lottery ticket, bro. uh, And betting on football games, dude. Let's hack the EDD system. Let's hack the unemployment system. It's like always oh, the next, and it's it's, it's, a, it's a loser's mindset. It's just trying to get by, right? Um, so again, the things started to change for me when I was seeing most people were leading lives with quiet dispersion, uh, like successful people. O.J. Simpson, how could you have all that money? And that happens, Aaron Hernandez. Um, you, you're seeing even in politics, like Donald Trump, I don't <laughs> care how you feel, the guy has one of the craziest success stories, the amount of money he's made, and then to be a no, non-politician, an average Joe, like, yeah. a, just a no, and then make it as a president. Yeah. Like, that, like, I would be living the rest of my life in, like, like heaven. Like, how do you, but see, most men lead lives with quiet desperation. It's never enough. Yeah, you man. see, like, oh, my God. And that realization made me realize all these people walking around with Gucci, all these people with fancy cars, you know, the, the percentage of NFL players that go broke after their first yeah. Yeah. Two, 10 years, the percentage of movie stars that go broke. So that realization made me realize, man, okay. So first of all, it's not as I think it's not as I exactly how I see it. Yeah. It's yeah. not exactly how I see it.
0: Wow, that's critical, man. So what was the hardest part about, what was the hardest part for you during your maturation and doing to stepping into your own identity of, and your own thought process of what a man is in this world today?
2: Well, the first one was trying to find it. Okay. So you go, okay, so that's not true. Okay. So not everything you see is true. A lot of people are living lies. So, okay, so now what? So the first part was finding who you are. And the second stage is being comfortable with who you are.
1: Mm.
2: Again, going back to being a black man is very, it can be hard because, and I I tell people, a lot of people talk about being poor and black and being hate. I said, no, the worst one is an educated black man. Because you're going to go into white America and you're still not going to get hired or you're going to be Mm. the only one there that's that's there and they're going to prove to you that you're less than yeah i worked in corporate san francisco and i worked at all the companies you can think of i was an ea to the to the ceos Mm
0: -hmm. and i
2: just can't tell you every place i went i was the only black guy And, and the other black people either worked in the mail room or they were janitors or something like that right so you have to deal with that then you have to go home and because you're not street anymore you're an Uncle Tom, or you don't fit in, or um, it's like what it's like what Obama got. when Obama became president. Like it's funny hearing a lot of African American, just people in general. I shouldn't say African American, yeah. but people in general talk about how man, well, he didn't do what I thought he was going to do. He didn't do what he said he yeah, was going to yeah. do. And it was like, well, now this is what you get because of that. This is what we get, right? Like for me, like I didn't need Obama to hand me anything. The biggest thing he gave me was hope. Yeah. That's all that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need, you know, is is for somebody to come in and spark hope and spark a blueprint for you. So when I look at Denzel, when I look at Barack Obama, when I look at Michael Jordan, those guys um, all did things that they were lone sharks at times. They were lone. They were they they were on an island by themselves sometimes. But like Denzel said, I never compromised. Mm -hmm. I am who I am. Yeah, Barack Obama I'm reading his book now the Promised Land and he talks yeah. about how he's lived so many different places his mom is white he never knew his dad both yeah. of his grandparents white he, he, he never felt like he belonged anywhere his mom went to go study in Indonesia so you're a black guy with a white mom and you're living in Indonesia <laughs> like, and then lived in Hawaii like he talked about how he never felt like but it got to a point where when he found his confidence within yeah. um uh, And he had his blueprints, his models of success, as Tony Robbins calls it, his models. For me, it's Michael Jordan, Obama, Denzel. He didn't care anymore once he realized his purpose and the impact he could make. So, yeah, there's that triangle for African-American men that is very hard to navigate. It's very hard. I've heard, you know, how many times we heard Michael Jordan being called an Uncle Tom or he doesn't give to the Black community. I've I've, I've met Michael Jordan numerous times. Michael Jordan has done a camp in Santa Barbara. It's two weeks. um full two weeks out of each year and he's done it since he joined the nba and he brings celebrities there he brings other nba players it's the considered like the best camp in america it's the funnest camp in america i went a couple times and the amount of money that that guy donates the amount of time he individually spends with people is unbelievable the only thing is he doesn't brag about it Michael Jordan is very confident in himself that, hey, I don't need to tell social media and everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. Denzel. Denzel does not live a Hollywood life. He lives a private life. You know, he lives a pri- Barack Obama. He, people used to get upset when they'd see pictures of him smoking a cigar or whatever, yeah. right? He's like, that's what I do. I don't care, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is what confidence is. That is what... Being a man is being a man is, is 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 being busy doing something. That's really what it is, you know. Miles Davis, all he did was his music, and 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 he was confident being him and doing that.
0: That's great. You talk about Miles Davis. I'm just starting to get into Miles Davis, man. I really starting to get into jazz and things like that. So that is, you know, I'm I'm learning more about him now. How awesome he really was, man. So that's cool. So. Talking to you, man. When it comes to your emotion, rather than like and you talk about now when you were younger, like what was harder for you with emotion? Was it harder for you to identify what you were feeling, process through what you're feeling, or communicate what you were feeling?
2: I think it was really under the understanding, right? I mean, again, you you go into white America and you're rejected, yeah, and then you go back home into our own black America and right. you're rejected. Right. um and it's, I, I see that in Black men more than anything, This the need for trying to figure out how to identify and fit in. And I see it all the time. I call people on their BS all the time. Yeah. I call people on their BS all the time. And and especially when you see a kid who joined a gang or is, is on the streets now, and he really ain't built for that. Yeah. I, had a, I won't say his name, but he just got sentenced 25 to life. He's a close friend of my younger brother, and he is the nicest kid. Yeah. He is the nicest kid. Got caught up got caught up, he is the nicest kid and he is not built for maximum security prison. He's not. not. So I think it's It's, it's hard and what's cool is like, now that I'm in a stage where I'm just confident with who I am and you have to get to this point where you just really don't care. You really don't, you really, you have to have an abundance mindset of like those who I'm a fit for, those who belong in my life will be there and those who don't, oh well. And once you get to that point, like I'm now at that and beyond, like you can be a help to someone else, right? You can be the example of like, bro, you ain't got to try and fit in. Right, right. That's critical. So talk to me about how you
0: navigated in that in white America and also going back home to a black America, not fitting in anywhere. How did you navigate during that process?
2: i mean it was a hard long process at first because first you're like okay i went to usc i was in the film school i went to one of the biggest schools in the u.s i did internship work for George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. I spent a lot of time with him. so my 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 rep card was pretty high. So now I'm yeah. going into corporate America and thinking like, oh, this will be this will be a breeze, you know? Oh, right, right, right. It's going to be a breeze, yeah. It's going to be a breeze, and I've been fired. I've been laid off. I've been called the n-word. I, everything, and this is in San Francisco. This is the most liberal city in the world, yeah. and it, yeah. it was absolutely the worst. It was absolutely the worst experience ever. Um, and my family's from Mississippi. We're from the deep south of Mississippi. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Liberal San Francisco's worst. Because here's a problem, it's like, how do you deal with someone who swears they're not racist? Yeah. You deal with somebody who's, and may, actually, they may not be, they're just evil. You know? yeah. <laughs> um. So at first it was like, yeah, it was like they're trying to figure it out and the struggles. But eventually you have to, and Obviously the birth of cool, and people ask, What is the birth of cool? It's actually a play on the on the album by Miles Davis, mm-hmm. The Birth yeah. of the Cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but really that was that era. It was an era where people just started being themselves from Miles Davis to Muhammad Ali to James Dean to Elvis Presley, John F. Kennedy. He was a yeah. president who hung out on a boat and smoked cigars and hung out with Marilyn Monroe. Like, yeah. so it was this realization I had to accept. Like, You know, I mean, I'm an expert in what I do, and I'm really good at it, and I'm just going to have to start being me.
0: Right, right.
2: And so I started going into interviews, and instead of coming from the place of like almost begging to get hired, it was kind of like, take it or leave it, you know, and 99% of them didn't want me, right? It took me 200 interviews to get a job, but the one that did was getting exactly what they were getting. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Because here's
2: the thing. You're going to go into an interview and you're going to tell them all the things they want to hear.
0: Right, 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 right. Your representative
2: shows up. Yeah, yeah. Either they're still not going to hire you or they're going to hire you and now you have to be your actual self and you're going to be miserable. Right. Or you can just be you and get, get 99 rejections and let the one that does really want you for being you let you be you.
0: Right, and that requires you to be comfortable with rejection. Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it, brother. So talk to me about your thoughts when I throw these two words there. Just tell me the first things that come to your mind when I say male vulnerability and transparency.
2: It's it's really just authenticity to me. It's yeah. just it's just you being you. Um Tenzel says in um Denzel says and remember the titans I don't scratch my back unless it itches and I don't dance unless I hear music. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think it's just again this is just who I am and you're you have to you have to not only accept but you have to appreciate that you're not for everyone. Right. You're, you're just not for everyone. That's critical, man.
0: So what's one piece of advice you would give men of any age regarding masculinity?
2: um i'm gonna be honest the only time you're you, the only time you're thinking about masculinity is <clears throat> when there's something in your life that you're not happy about mm. <clears throat> i don't even think people think about what it means to be a man or a woman when they're content with their life mm. you don't fit in like you don't have friends you have trouble dating yeah. uh, um you have trouble making money you start to, to question what it means. You know, Maybe you lose, a, you get in an argument and you lose or you lose a fight. Those are the times you think about that. I just don't think you're really thinking about it when you're on your purpose, you're, you're, you're happy with your life and you're confident, self-confident. <clears throat> Here's the thing about Denzel. Denzel does not portray outward confidence. Denzel portrays inward confidence. And I'm not saying he lacks outward confidence. I'm just saying he doesn't need to project his confidence. Right. He had to go, oh, I'm confident. No, he'll sit in the chair across his legs, and he's you can tell he just yeah. confident inside. Got it, man. I
0: got it. So talk to me about some things that you do to practice self care man. Some things you do to take care of yourself, brother.
2: Um, here's here's something really important. Ralph Lauren is is also a big um icon. I mean, he's a big role model to me. Yeah. He's a big person I model myself after. And look, man, it's true. Um Man, when you put on clothes that you like, yeah, you just feel great, right? And, <laughs> right? and now look, now you don't want to like live your life with externalities, right? With things that are just external when your internal isn't right. But I'm giving yeah. you some quick hacks that can really brighten your day. Like the, it, it is the little things. Like, you know, when you do meditation, when you do some affirmations, writing in a journal every day will free you. Um, but putting on clothes that you like. Yeah, you just feel great that you like. Not that you're trying to impress anyone with that you like. Yeah. You will feel good when you put on some some cologne that is a really good smelling cologne, and you smell great. Yeah. You just you're you you start to feel better. You do. Those are really simple things that you can do. Those are really like having a good meal. Like I'd, I always tell people, don't underestimate having a good meal after a long <laughs> day's work. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, bro. You could
2: have the worst day in the world and you come home and eat a really good meal <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> the whole day. These were small little hacks that you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, again, the other thing, um, modeling myself after people. So like, I will watch like interviews with Denzel. I will watch mm-hmm. game footage of Michael Jordan and just see how he carries himself. Watching, I was watching a speech of Barack Obama yesterday. Um, It just was like, oh, man, it was when he was, it was before he was president. So it was really cool to see some of the growth and, you know, not when he had already made it, but see the growth. Um, Exercise is really important. Exercise is really important. Just um, here's the other thing is like try to accomplish, you know, get over a hump every single day. So one thing is like a cold shower a cold shower or again exercise like man i don't feel like exercising a day let me let me knock it out doing something that you don't feel like doing every single day hey, man. yeah that's awesome man that is huge, brother so tell me what are some things that you do that bring you joy bring me joy um i'm a big wine guy so okay. I'm, from, I'm from you know being from the bay area um, yeah. i love apple all the time so i have a pretty big collection
0: okay Okay. got some
2: pretty good pricey bottles you know finding those vices too those little things like again being able to sit down with a bottle of wine for an hour or two and just be left alone yeah, <laughs> right. it's amazing right. um, reading the book I'm, i have over 400 books so like okay. i'm a big book guy again and usually i'll like i have a really good I, i'd like to Every once in a while, I'll pick up a nice candle. It'll be like $30, $40 candle. Yeah, yeah, And it will just, again, those little things, smelling great, looking great, setting, you know, eating good food, um, just taking care of your rooms, making your bed. Those things yeah. all really help. Doing um, affirmations every day, writing. Yes. But my biggest, the things that I enjoy the most is, again, my wine, um, reading a good book, those are huge for me. Those are like, those are probably the two biggest. Those are probably the two biggest.
0: So r- give me a quick recommendation right now of a good bottle of wine. I'm probably going to go out today and I want, I'm going to tell you my palate. And I'm, I'm kind of new in the wine. You know, I'm, I'm more of a tequila guy myself, but I'm looking for something, um, you know, kind of sweet, not too sweet though. Um, but you know, nice, nice, smooth, not too, you know, not dry or anything like that, man. But just something nice and smooth and and sweet and something I can really enjoy and relax to.
2: Yeah, there's two. Um, and they're at a fairly decent price. You can go to like you can find it at your local grocery store. One is called Bonanza, it's probably about 20, 20, 25 bucks. Um, and if you go to a wine store, there's another one called 1858.
0: Eighteen fifty eight and Bonanza.
2: Those
0: two are great. All right, I'm definitely going to check those out today when I when I when I go out and I'm going to say my buddy Reggie Mack. You know, what I'm saying he recommended these to me. He's a wine kind of connoisseur, so I'm going to check these out, man. So that's great. I got I got one more question for you, Reggie, and yes, I ask this question and I get a lot of different answers, and I, and I love asking, it, but I'm going to ask it in two different ways, and you answer which one is best for you. But
2: okay, the
0: question is. What type of legacy are you leaving in this world? Or when it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered?
2: I think the most important thing is to be the guy who overcame. I mean, I, I came into an industry where, again, black people just didn't go. You just, yeah. they, didn't, they weren't hiring black people. And on top of that, I was also fired from that industry. Wow. Being fired, being a black man and being fired in corporate <clears throat> is 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 worse than a felony. And I'm not joking. Like, I've actually seen white guys get hired with felonies, felony convictions. Yeah. I couldn't get hired with that, with uh, being fired. Um, but I did navigate my way back into the industry. So I was never a quitter. So really laying out a blueprint. And then after that, like, the, the idea of the birth of cool is, like, all these other programs, is these 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 like coaching programs and like build yourself up programs, with all these things you need to do. And for me, it's about taking you as you are and just uh, the Bible wants to say, "Come as you are," right? Yeah, right, uh, right. It's taking you as you are and and literally telling you, "You are as good as you are," right? I mean, like you are great as you are right now, and and you can be a help to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That is the birth of cool. Because what happens is when you suffer defeat. You just started going now what do I have to do I got to do all this work to become somebody different and I'm telling you, you are great just as you are, you know, here in Miles Davis I don't know if you know the story about his, I think it was while he was on cocaine but he goes to his parents house and he tells his dad to lock him in the closet and he was in the closet for three days and he said I'm going to just cold turkey myself off of this drug." Mm. I mean, they found, I mean, he just made a mess of it, obviously, to, to get himself off. Richard Pryor, you know, shares in his standup comedy about lighting himself on fire, free basin, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and as, as messed up as those guys were, they had so much to give. Richard Pryor, we still listen and watch his standups to, to this day, yeah. and he's a help to people who are struggling with drugs. And the fact that he could go in front of a crowd and share it, right? it's just it's so big so being a person who overcame obviously Barack Obama's story is just like unreal it's like how the heck did that guy and Barack was not in politics for a long time at right. all right. but he came at the right time and he just was relentless he just he overcame everything so just taking people with the, with their flaws and showing them that they have something to give like you can be leader you are an expert in what you do even though you have your flaws and they may not be flaws they may be what other people said you know they didn't like about you and getting you to realize that those very things that other people didn't like are the things that what make you special are the things that make you great yeah
0: man that's awesome brother listen man i I truly appreciate you dropping the knowledge the wisdom and insight that you did you are definitely a made man you are motivated accessible disciplined and expressive I look forward to seeing everything you have going on in 2021, man, and catching up with you even more. Thank you for truly coming on today and sharing with us, man, your time, brother.
2: This was great, man. You're, you're awesome. I think this is a great conversation that bringing different people on is just awesome. I think you're getting so many different points of views. So just, just keep doing it. Um, This alone is a great example of (laughs) the birth of cool, right? It's like, this is, you know, Derek, it's like, this is what I do. Right. And it's like, uh, not everybody's going to be for, but the ones that are are going to get a blessing out of it. They're going yeah. to get growth out of it. So I think it's fantastic, man.
0: Thank you, man. I truly appreciate that, brother. So listen, man. You enjoy the rest of your day, man. You take care, and look forward to catching up with you soon, brother.
2: You're awesome. Let's stay in touch. Yes, sir. All
0: righty. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I truly hope something during this episode resonated with you. It is my hope that you know that no matter what you're dealing with or what you're going through, you don't have to suffer in silence, isolation, and shame. We all have struggles. We all have things that we are dealing with, and ignoring or avoiding what you're thinking and feeling and not allowing yourself to be vulnerable or express any internal hurt and pain doesn't make you more of a man. Please understand that. Also, please, share this episode. You never know what someone is going through and... Something in this episode may help. Remember, no matter what it is or how hard it is, that's not all there is. You don't have to stay stuck or struggling. Your power is in your choices. So what type of choices are you going to make today? Hey. Hey. I'm
1: here, my brother. You know I love you. Yes, you. yes, you are enough. I just want to be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, because you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man.